Thank you so much for joining us on Super Bracket Bros. My name is Jay, your host and your personal bracketologist. And as always, sitting across from me, I am joined by Elias Stokes, my co-host and Pokemon number 150. How you doing today, Eli? I'm feeling pretty good. It took me a while to get that, earn my place as Pokemon 150, but it was all worth it in the end. Really, I'm kind of curious, what is the training that goes into your Pokemon number? Because as far as I can tell, it's pretty just, it's pretty random. Well, you see, Jay, it included uh, getting my DNA scraped and then put into a test tube and uh, (laughs) had a legendary Pokemon uh, created and then stuck inside a cave for people to find. (laughs) That's very, that's very oddly specific, but I appreciate your candor and uh, I'm sure that was a very tough experience for you to have to go through. Oh yeah, that's uh, the skin graphing wasn't fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, I must have missed that in the first Pokemon movie where they skin graphed <laughs> Mew and and used that to create Mewtwo. I must have missed that part. Uh, yeah, d- during the process though, there was some complications. So there's a bunch of Eli Dittos just rolling around. <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> well, little pink blobs with Eli faces on them. Come on. <laughs> wouldn't it it be the opposite wouldn't it be Eli's with ditto eyes running around oh god I don't know which one's more terrifying (laughs) oh thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today this is the podcast where we have taken 32 fictional characters that made a tournament against each other to see just who is the best of the best and today we are discussing Mewtwo from the Pokemon universe our number one overall seed of the entire tournament Taking on the sixth seed, the upstart Yennefer of Vankerberg from the Witcher universe. You have to pronounce it correctly, Jay. <laughs> you gonna make me say it? I'm gonna make you say it, or I will say it. I don't care who has to say it, but it's gonna be said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's Mewtwo versus Yennefer of Vankerberg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's got a little chef hat on, and she's making Muppets. popcorn chicken (laughs) oh dear god what have you done to this character (laughs) it's Jennifer (laughs) Vengerberg just imagine the just imagine the Witcher series when she has a chef's hat on it can only talk like that (laughs) I don't know if the series would be more or less popular if that was the case (laughs) she has a giant mustache and eyebrows You're old. <laughs> you do that. You do that to Yennefer, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I I feel like we have some fans that won't be too happy with that representation, Eli. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, we have a fictional fight to talk about but before that we have a couple things to discuss so with each and every episode that drops on sunday we also launch an instagram poll so this allows you the listener to sort of let us know exact to let us know who you think would win because with us it's just an echo chamber and you know sometimes we uh we might not get it right, but we have some interesting results from those Instagram polls that I want to bring to the table right now. So, first of all, we have Mewtwo versus Ahsoka last round. Mewtwo winning with 71% of the votes over Ahsoka's 29% of the votes. Man, we were kind of 
pulling teeth in that fight. <laughs> I, it's interesting that uh, Mewtwo took away with... I mean, I, actually, it's not too surprising because Mewtwo, it is such a strong figure. But yeah, I guess people weren't devi- uh, dis- divisive on the on the force versus telepathy conversation. Yeah, you know, honestly, I wonder if, if that pendulum would swing at least a couple percentage points had that episode come out after her initial appearance, her first live action appearance in The Mandalorian just a week or so ago. Oh, actually, yeah, at the time at this release, it'll have been uh, just over a week. So, yeah, I'm sort of curious if now, you know, people are going to go back and dig a little bit more into her past after she appears in one of the most popular shows on air right now. So that should be interesting. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think Mewtwo also being voted number one overall seed and we have these same people voting in these polls you know obviously there's a lot of respect for him in this tournament and then on the other side we have a much closer vote and once again our audience agreeing with us we have overhaul coming away with 46 percent of the votes and yennefer pulling off the upset with our audience as well with 54 percent it seems like they're agreeing with us and in being indecisive because <laughs> that that was the most painful episode i think we've ever done there was definitely a lot of indecision there, and I think like we, I, I, you know, I felt you know partially it was definitely because of the environment we ended up putting the two in. But it seems that our audience is on board, possibly without knowing the environment that we put them into as well. I don't know how popular Yennefer is compared to Overhaul. If that had something to do with it, that's just it's. Just, there's a lot of things to take into account. I'm just surprised that their thinking would align with ours, given the weird circumstances of that fight. <laughs> There was certainly some odd happenstance there for Overhaul that might have tipped it in his favor in our eyes, but I definitely, I think, uh, I think Yennefer is a very popular character from series that's growing in popularity now with the TV show and a video game series and, and, and books. You know, I think the people that follow The Witcher are very dedicated to the series. And, you know, speaking of that, we did receive an email uh, regarding this matchup uh, from a listener uh, named Andrew. Uh, he just wanted to say, uh, hey guys, love the show. Uh, Long time listener, first time writing in. Uh, I've been recently binging the show to catch up and I just finished your overall versus Yennefer and I just wanted to email you to tell you how happy I am that uh, you got at least one of your Witcher characters right this season. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the great work. Sincerely, someone who definitely isn't Andrew from Level Playing Field. Uh, was His email address was actually uh, <laughs> Geralt was robbed <laughs> 201 so <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> do, you th- do you think Geralt was robbed is a popular enough e- email address that he had to do a 201 attached to it? <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate the email. We appreciate that you uh, you agree with us on that one. It seems like most of our listeners do, uh, but I know half our listeners don't. But let's see how Yennefer does today against another incredibly overwhelming opponent. She's taken down the three seed of this bracket. She's taken down the two seed. Let's see if she can take down that number one seed. The trifecta. But first, we have to get into a discussion about these characters in between their fights. So between each fight, we we make sure our characters are healed up and ready to go. And perhaps more importantly, we also show them the tape of their opponent so far in this tournament. So let's start on Mewtwo's side. So Mewtwo is going to be receiving the Super Bracket Bros pad from our, our gnomes and dwarves in his private antechamber. 
what does he make of Yennefer versus Falcon and Winter Soldier and Yennefer versus Overall? <laughs> lots and lots of fire. I think Yennefer obviously has lots of tools at her disposal, but I think her MO for most of this tournament, her go-to has been the fire spells. And so she usually does it in sort of like not not a control like burn, but almost just like unleashing as much as she can. So I can see Mewtwo wanting to keep distance away from the fire, keeping abreast to just the whole the area of effect spell for D&D terms, basically. Um, I think he's going to take that into account. The teleportation um, spells, obviously, and the the time manipulation. I think he's going to try and like get into her brain as soon as possible to incapacitate her. Yeah. I think he's going to try to just eking out like, you know, <laughs> as a Pokemon, he's like, okay, fire type moves, psychic type moves. Don't know what time manipulation falls under, but <laughs> all right. Mewtwo is going to be watching the tape. He's going to see the fire and he's going to pull out his type chart out of his back pocket and take a take a quick check is like okay fire's not super effective against psychic okay i think uh, we're, we're we're okay here <laughs> yeah i think uh i think the time dilation is definitely going to be a point of interest for mewtwo as i i don't know if that's anything he's probably ever seen before in a, in his pokemon days you know i think there isn't really a lot of instances in that in like whether you talk about video games or anything else in the Pokemon universe. Uh, and I'm sure someone's yelling at their headset telling me about the time travel Pokemon movie that I'm totally forgetting about that Mewtwo played a vital role in. But regardless, <laughs> <Remember> Dialga. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot about your shitty fourth generation. Oh, <laughs> I take offense. I take offense to that. No, I don't think the generation, I don't think the fourth generation is all bad. You know, Lucario did come out of that generation, so it can't be all bad. Um, God, you're so simple. <laughs> did you, it, is the phrase you wanted to say, stop simping after Lucario? Is that what you were going to say, Eli? <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that, but you said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think Mewtwo, obviously just by virtue of being a psychic Pokemon, by virtue of being capable of intelligent speech and everything that he accomplishes in the movie, you know, I think he's going to be able to formulate a, a strategy. He's more of a strategist rather than a tactical fighter. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what we discuss in the fight. But I think he's definitely going to have to come up with something that he's never, he's never quite done before. But with Mewtwo all healed up, uh, I think we should jump over to the other side of the antechamber. We have Yennefer once again being braced with the Super Bracket Bros pad. She's going to be reviewing the tape between Mewtwo and Hermione and Mewtwo versus Ahsoka. What does uh, what does Yennefer make of these fights and of her opponent? Well, I think Hermione's fight demonstrated the the mind control. I think more so than in Ahsoka's fight. So I think Jennifer has the wherewithal to see that <laughs> this little girl's like just her eyes started glowing and she started doing things that weren't in her benefit. That's probably mind control. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that that's that's probably going to be priority one. I mean, obviously you have Mewtwo's other you know floating abilities, shadow balls, shadow claws. But I think Jennifer is like I got to figure out the mind control stuff or like I'm dead in the water. So uh, to that I ask you: Is there anything that would suggest she has some sort of like failsafe against mind control? There's nothing from the TV series that suggests that she has any sort of resistance to mind control, and I'm struggling to even think of a instance of mind control in 
the Witcher TV series. And now as far as the games, they're obviously much more extensive. And so you get a lot more different examples. But I do know there are examples of her using telepathy as in like she can read other people's minds or she can influence other people in in thought but i i I don't know how to describe it other than it's just different than how mewtwo does it like it's it's magic versus anime science right (laughs) yeah i just you know yennefer comes across to me as a very like she likes being prepared when going into situations so for me like it's difficult for me to think She's not plotting some something. Maybe she tries to come out and mind control Mewtwo before he does to her. Like, just I think I think that's gonna be she's gonna play the mental game before anything else. Obviously, Ahsoka had resistance to the mind control via force powers, and you know we know that like she's able to use the influence of the force to like sig- power of suggestion over other people over weaker minds and so thus you know like we knew she had a strong mind and i think the case can be made for a lot of these different heroes you know that there is just an innate like resistance to mind control the same thing you know back like when we talked about danny phantom versus hercules you know like not a lot to suggest you know no concrete evidence to suggest that her can't be possessed but we sort of just give him the innate hero ability to you know eventually resist that same with aquaman versus danny phantom last season Mm -hmm. and now obviously yennefer's not the protagonist of the witcher i think the witcher universe in general you know is not a universe of heroes and villains necessarily but she's has an extremely strong will and you can tell that from the lengths that she goes to accomplish her goals in in the games and in the in the TV series as well. So I think I think she the fact that she knows it's coming, I think it's gonna be huge. And I think that's the big up she has over Hermione uh from uh from Mewtwo's first matchup in this tournament. I just realized Yennefer is like the final evolution of Hermione. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> Hermione's like the middle evolution. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think just knowing that it's coming, because I don't necessarily think her be able to prepare any materials, be able to prepare any specific spells that can counter the sort of mind control that comes from YouTube. Uh, does she have access to those signs? She does not use the signs that Geralt does. But I only ask because Geralt has the one like Jedi mind trick sign. So I don't know if Yennefer would have that in her back pocket to like, at the very least, like catch Mewtwo off guard. I think that's a good point. I I definitely think I think that presents itself in Yennefer's enchantments and the way the way that we see her mind control people is you know like there specifically there's a scene if you watch the show that you'll remember where when the first the two of them first meet and she has a hold over you know it's seemingly half the town that she's inhabiting you know turning the entire palace of the mayor into an orgy you know that <laughs> like she <laughs> different she, circumstances but <laughs> you know and so she like she's she's displayed that but i think that sort of enchantment is more of more subtle i want to say rather than aggressive rather than battle because i feel like if she was able to use it 
in battle or to use it to or to use it in an instant than she would have during this series because there are several times where there are characters that aren't doing what she wants them to do and i don't think she would have any qualm about making them do that if she could but with that in mind let's get on to the actual fight shall we let's a fight <laughs> So how these fights work on Super Bracket Bros is this is a fight to incapacitation, whether it be death trapping unconsciousness or forcible battlefield removal. We take these characters as they are, morals, ethics, and everything included, except we are going to make them fight, so there's no negotiating out of this one. And just to put a pin in it, they start face-to-face, they know they're getting into a fight, and they start about 25 meters away from each other. But perhaps the most important part is the battlefield selection process. We have 100 random locations that we've been pulling from all season long that include fictional, historical, and everything in between. And let's roll our random number generator to see where we are headed today. Wouldn't you have it? Okay, this is interesting. So we are headed to Middle-earth, Eli. I know you're not super familiar with the Lord of the Rings franchise, but do you know Mountain Doom by chance? I can take a gander at what Mountain Doom would look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's this volcano located in the region of Mordor, uh, which is sort of the, the the stronghold of evil. It's a volcano, and there's an entrance to the inside and sort of this very precarious rock pathway towards the middle of the volcano. And we... It's not just a, just a volcano. It's a fairly active, not great place to be volcano, Eli. And if I'm to understand it, one does not simply walk into it. I hate you so much. (laughs) I suppose that is correct. One does not simply walk in to Mount Doom. Instead, they teleport in from antechambers out of the third (laughs) parallel sub-universe that we we have uh, of our own design. That's about as uh, realistic as eagles flying in, but you know... (laughs) I don't know the Lord of the Rings that well, but I do know the memes. <laughs> so glad you could bring a, a really uh, intelligent perspective to this conversation, Eli. I really appreciate it. Your contribution to the podcast is noted. That's a fun way of saying dated meme. <laughs> dated internet jokes. <laughs> we also rolled for time and weather, and well, to be honest... I don't think either of them matter because Mordor and Mountain Doom are shrouded in eternal darkness, so I've never seen it be sunny. So I'm going to assume <laughs> that the it's quite overcast with, with lightning and Sauron's eye peering in. That's, that's the weather, Sauron's eye. Sauron's eye is the weather. You know, it's weird that, that that's the one on the dice. You know, like... The, I. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, yeah, so we 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 pan in, you know, go going through the small entrance into Mountain Doom, and we have the pathway in front of us, and we have these two portals open up on each end of this precarious walkway, and Mewtwo and Yennefer step out. How does this fight break off? I like to imagine it's a, like a Mexican standoff where they're both staring at each other, seeing who's going to cast the first spell. Because like these characters don't require a lot to like activate their powers. It's not like an All Might situation where they're yelling the power move and like yun- like and jumping and smashing something. They're like the second they they can move like a finger, and then magic will happen. So. I like them staring at each other, seeing what, who will do the first move. These two have some of the longest range in the tournament by virtue of it being all all in their mind. You know, there is no, you know, like the reason Yennefer is here because of her time dilation, because she can activate it nearly instantly. So I think that that's huge. And yeah, I sort of see, you know, they have this sizing up moment, you know, this... <laughs> I, I hate to call it a a, a Western standoff moment in the, in the middle of Mountain Doom, this fantasy land. But yeah, I I sort of see that as well. <laughs> well just this, that's the question: is like whoever draws first. It, I mean, Yennefer has sort of made that her mo throughout this fight. You know, the the fights are lasting super short because of just her like insane power, and like she's encountering another being with similar power, <laughs> like. So I guess here's the question. Does Mewtwo go for the instant KO? Does he go for the mind control and try to invade her her mind right away? I can't imagine why he wouldn't go for that. Unless, like, he was scared of, like, if that would affect him in some negative way. Like, I don't know, curse him or something. And that's the thing. Mewtwo isn't really afraid of much. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't go for this, especially in such a dangerous environment. I can't imagine he's going to want to risk getting singed or far, far worse. Yeah, like, I guess this is so tricky because obviously we don't want this episode, this fight to last like a a minute. (laughs) So I have to imagine, like I said in the preview, I can't imagine... Yennefer doesn't have something to combat the mind control, at least to the effect of, like, not getting O-code, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's sort of my... I don't think the mind control itself does the instant knockout. I'm sort of imagining one of two things. Either one, it's slightly effective and he can use it to influence her to doing something, you know, do an action worth of uh, of something, you know, uh, whatever that might be. And I mean, unfortunately, in this scenario, it's probably just walk off the side of the walkway. But <laughs> also the, the second one is later on in the fight, you know, if they're if I see Mewtwo having a bit more stamina than Yennefer by virtue of being a legendary Pokemon versus a witch, I think that uh, he could possibly invade her mind more successfully if her stamina is low. I think you should give Yennefer a bit more credit. She is a fully evolved Pokemon. <laughs> You're right. We have established that in Super Bracket Bros. Canon that she is, in fact, uh, a fully evolved Pokemon. You are correct. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I guess like what you know, I think Mewtwo is gonna make the first move with just a general like telepathy, like I don't maybe not even mind control, but just like a push or something, and then uh, Yennefer might get like swept off her feet, but pull off like a fire spell or a like that's the th- that's the thing with these fights. Obviously, like 
realistically, they would go for these, like, game-breaking spells and moves first. But, like, in an anime, like, style fight or Smash Bros. fight, we would do, like, oh, Fire Blast, Shadow Ball. (laughs) When I come around to, like, the point of this podcast, like, we could... We are essentially now the, like, we're in the driver's seat. I don't think it's any fun to say they go instantly to their best moves and try to, like, these characters, I cannot emphasize enough, are never going to be bloodlusted. Like, we are taking them as they are, as they were written. And, like, they're intelligent, they're extremely intelligent characters, but also, like, the way fights are written in actual media is it's a ramp up to, you know, like, an ultimate moment. And I think, I, I think you know, they're going to exchange blows. You know, there's going to be some fire versus, you know, psychic blasts or shadow balls. And obviously, we still want to get it right. So I'm going to say Mewtwo's, you know, shadow balls probably break through most of that fire. <laughs> I do love the image, though, of maybe Mewtwo does a telepathic blast that knocks uh, Yennefer off the bridge. But she can summon a portal and she, like pops in and falls like on top and just unleashes hellfire column on me too oh that's a good one (laughs) isn't that sick (laughs) that that's so much more fun than mind control she wins (laughs) for a moment i was thinking like okay what does how does she actually how does she hold on how does she stay on her feet but even if she doesn't she can teleport out of a bad situation in which like she's falling if she's falling down into the lava she could summon a a portal and pop right back up behind Mewtwo and Mewtwo's cocky enough that he may not investigate you know he could definitely get caught off guard he'll do that like badass villain looks over the side thinking he won and then (laughs) surprise uh, yeah exactly <laughs> then yennefer's sitting there smoking practically on fire and she launches a, a flame uh, i was about to say flamethrower move against him but that's not <laughs> quite right so i guess now is a good what does yennefer's offense you know what does specifically a fire blast look like against Mewtwo? how much damage do you see that doing i mean in the game like it's always the tricky part with video game characters is like gamifying the fight. Like in game, Mewtwo's not, it's not super effective or, yeah, it's just neutral damage essentially. And so, like in the games, like he would just take a scuff, but this is like magical fire. <laughs> like, I have to imagine that like burns him pretty bad. <laughs> like, he's not going to be standing there tanking it. Like, Mewtwo's not a tanky character. I think there's a natural inherentness. Like, Mewtwo is a strong Pokemon, you know? So I think he's able to withstand some, but. The the problem is, like, you're right, he's a video game first Pokemon, but we also have movies with him in it. But even then, like, we see him practically go uncontested until he fights Mew directly. We don't see him fight or get hurt, so we don't have a lot of context to pull from there. But we do have the games, and obviously he is hurt by fire, you know, that he's not immune to that. The best that he can do is either dodge out of the way, which, granted, he can fly instantaneously anywhere he wants to go, or he can pull off a, a defensive move like a reflect, or is a reflect or deflect that def- um, that provides defense against special moves, you know, which I, I would consider the fire here. Both these characters have so many things they can do by virtue of Me Too being a video game character, Yennefer being this witch of all these different magical traits. So, I mean, Me Too has... <laughs> Mewtwo kind of has the high ground. He can float um, indiscriminately where Yennefer is grounded. Like, she can teleport, but, like, even then she can't, like, float. Yeah, I know what you mean. And as we know, you know, whenever you're in a 
lava situation. The high ground is the key to winning. As God, we, uh, God uh, damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to if you want to bring your Mordor meme bullshit in here, then I can I can bring high ground Star Wars BS in here, dude. So hey, don't man. don't even have. I keep I keep my shit post topical. You're pulling out from that's unnecessary. <laughs> Oh, no. off topic, lo- off topic. There, there's lava. It's totally <laughs> on topic. I don't know what you're talking about. Does Mewtwo, like, <laughs> does some telepathic communication, like, it's over. I have the high ground. Yes, absolutely. I cannot wait for the day that we have Obi-Wan in this tournament, and if he's in a location that has a goddamn hill, it's just an instant win. It's just 10 out of 10. <laughs> Natural. Shit, he's, Obi-Wan's got the high ground. I don't know what you're going to do. I know Obi-Wan's fighting like God, but he's on top of a hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. He got higher than Superman, and Superman just blew up. <laughs> Once Obi-Wan gets to a certain elevation above you, you're dead. It's it's weird. Just three of your limbs just absolutely burn off. It's wild. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, but like memes aside, that is a huge advantage for Mewtwo is being able to just you know f- the fire can only go so far. Like I said in the in the prep phase, Mewtwo is gonna know like okay, that's an AOE attack. Like I'm gonna keep out of the range of that, and I. Like, is there anything that Yennefer can do to, like, ground Mewtwo to get him on the ground where her attacks are more effective? I think the best shot she has is her time dilation. You know, if she sees him evading or getting out of the way, that's her best chance to land a direct hit. Oh, so do you think she, like, almost goads him with a fire attack and then pops the time manipulation to get the full hit in? One one note for in favor of Yennefer is it's extremely tight quarters, so there's not a lot of room to fly. So, if you have an instance where she launches some fire, it it could possibly take up a, a large portion of the chamber that they're in, pushes him towards somewhere that's, you know, slightly less ideal, and then she slows him down, all of a sudden some lava spews out and could get it for a direct hit that could do tremendous damage. Yeah, I, was, I guess when Mewtwo was just, like, in the chamber, and he's like, oh, I'll just stay away from the fire, that'll be effective, and he comes out to fire, and he's just like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he flies away from the fire into lava. Not not an ideal situation here for for Mewtwo. It's just Mewtwo in that like this is fine meme. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for providing another Instagram worthy meme for Super Bracket Bros. Uh, writes itself. I think Mewtwo just might have a hard time evading here. So I don't know if that's necessarily in his favor to do or not. So if we, if we take that out of the equation, let's say, you know, what what does that fight look like? Do you see Yennefer? Obviously, I think she stands a better chance if, if we take away, you know, Mewtwo's evasion. But, you know, it does. is it any better for her if they're locked in tight combat just on the walkway? I mean, throughout this tournament, I've kind of used the Smash Bros. Mewtwo as my point of reference. And Mewtwo got some, like, devastating attacks close up. Like a Shadow Claw? That's going to that's gonna be really bad for Yennefer. Yeah, I would tend to agree. If there is something that happens up close, like, I feel like Yennefer can only teleport herself out of falling into lava so many times before Mewtwo starts predicting where she's going to come back. 
and hitting her for a second time or hitting her for a counterattack. I think Mewtwo, the same thing with the last two fights, is just such an overwhelming force that it would take an extraordinary amount of, I don't want to say jank, but extraordinary <laughs> amount of workaround in order to get around the telepathy and the telekinesis of Mewtwo. Yeah, and it is, like I said before, Mewtwo has just so many options. Like, you know, the flight, the melee, the ranged, whereas Yennefer, she does, she's not a melee character by any means. Like, she relies on her spellcasting, and, you know, by D&D logic, that makes her kind of squishy in this. <laughs> she has the offensive output to do a lot of damage, and it's not to say that Mewtwo is tanky, but he just is more tanky than Yennefer, you know, by, again, by virtue of being a Pokemon. He can take a lot more hits versus, like, if she gets pushed off and, you know, hits a, uh, like, hits some rubble on the way down, she can get knocked unconscious. As opposed to if Mewtwo gets slammed into a wall or gets torched, he's just not going to be taking as much damage. Unless he takes an absolutely critical hit, from lava or a firestorm and and even at that point again circling back to video game logic it's not like he his offense becomes any less potent as he takes damage so i think we're winding down the conversation here so how this works is both me and eli are going to give an out of 10 and how confident we are in a given fighter uh if we both agree then the out of 10 doesn't matter and that fighter moves on if we disagree whoever is more confident in their given fighter will move on in the tournament And if we disagree to the same amount of confidence then we are gonna have to have a further discussion about it but eli if you want to kick things off for us today it hurts man <laughs> It hurts. I wanted to see the Cinderella story, <laughs> but I got to go with Mewtwo. However, the Yennefer kept it close. I'm actually going to go six out of 10 for Mewtwo. I think Yennefer pulled out all the stops. She has probably one of the most overwhelming powers, like just abilities in this tournament. You saw her just run roughshod over characters in terms of just sheer energy output. And I think that's what helped her against her fights with Overhaul and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. With Mewtwo, however, I think there's an equal amount of just like sheer ability that's sort of not a checkmate, but like, a, oh, God, like there's other people with the, <laughs> like insane power output I have. But not only that, Mewtwo, he's not just a ranged character. He can go up close and with the Shadow Claws and, you know, <laughs> thwacking her with his tail, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and those are things Yennefer can't do. And additionally, Yennefer also can't float and have that high ground advantage. And I think when you're talking about these fights, those are those little things I think that can eke out a character's win percentage. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, we'll put, we'll put, uh, Yennefer along the ranks of George Mason and Loyola, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that makes it worse. That makes it so much worse. <laughs> but again, I just think, like I said, I think we kept it close. I, I do go six out of ten. I'm not super confident in uh, me too, just running away with this. But I think when it comes down to you know a buzzer beater, I'd, I'd give it to me too over Yennefer. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. Honestly, I would go me too six out of ten times, and for similar reasons that you do. But, you know, I think the thing that gets her her four wins is the time dilation plus fire. And I think the other thing that we brought up in Yennefer's very first episode, the fact that she had Sozin's Comet at her benefit to create that overwhelming power, you know, part of me wonders about the 
the setting here if she can use that to her advantage for a third time in a row you know because she obviously has fire manipulation which is a very it's is a specific ability but i also in you know possibly and this is and the reason that i'm still going mewtwo is because this is only a theory i don't have any evidence supporting that she could she could just lava bend this shit <laughs> she could go all bolin on mewtwo's <laughs> ass and i guarantee you that would that like if she got more than a couple hits with that, she could do she she could land a knockout punch against Mewtwo. But I don't have any real like evidence that suggests that. So I maybe you disagree, but I just wanted to throw that thought out there. But I think you know even with that, I would I would probably still go Mewtwo. We're hypothesizing all this cool shit Yennefer can do, but Mewtwo has like mind powers that that's almost even more <laughs> like he he could like throw rocks and lava at yennefer himself <laughs> that's a very good point eli wow. <laughs> I, I i really need to check my upset bias here i think <laughs> <laughs> i'm still i'm still going six out of ten though just by uh sheer power output but no i think uh yeah i think that if we're talking about hypotheticals i think mewtwo has more in his pocket than what yennefer does so do we get this moment where Mewtwo like goes into like uh, a big villain speech where he's like, "You can do nothing against me. You're just a powerless human, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And he like he starts to lift the lava up with his psychic powers, and then Yennefer looks at him, and then like she gets like just a little like tingle in her fingers and realizes that she can control the lava too. And they they both send streams of lava towards one another and they just meet in an anime style like hyper beam meeting in the middle of each other and then duel of the fates starts playing (laughs) (laughs) Mewtwo is going to be moving on in the tournament our number one overall seed takes down our Cinderella story of the tournament can't say I'm not not a little bummed about this one I think like all of America is exactly as all of our listeners will be. Oh God, <laughs> what have we done? We're supposed to provide hope for people, Eli. <laughs> it's the mission statement of this podcast. <laughs> oh, maybe next season. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, that is gonna nearly sum things up for us today mentioned a couple of house cleaning items so we still have a call-in line which hasn't received any calls not that i'm blaming anybody but uh you know i would you know would be really cool to hear from our listeners you know if they have any opinions about any future fights uh the line you can call is 608-618-1338 if if you have any thoughts about any future matchups you know next week we're going to be talking about doom guy versus dracula and then after that hercules versus maui and then of course we have the next final four match uh, that will be coming the week after that, uh, where uh, Mewtwo is going to be facing the winner of last week's matchup, All Might versus Cyborg. So if you have any thoughts about these matches, definitely give us a call and let us know. We'll play it on the show and give you a shout out. Again, that's 608-618-1338. And other than that, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are going to be 
rolling out ideas for season three pretty soon and you're going to want to be following us on social media to make sure you get your suggestions into next uh next season's tournament uh so definitely be on the lookout for that if you want to have an influence on the show and especially uh i think People that listen to the first season up until the end of the first season will know that you can also determine the seating of next season's bracket. And so if you want to get involved with that process, stay tuned. But I think that about sums it up for us today. Eli, do you have anything else for the people? No, Yennefer! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on Super Bracket Bros. For myself, Jay... And for my co-host Eli, remember, no true hero is a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs>